0: Welcome to the Artist Interview Series. In this podcast, we'll feature interviews with the brightest musicians and music instructors from around the world. Our goal is to provide meaningful conversations and insights into their creative process, to discover the inspiration behind the music, and to learn from the experiences of these talented musicians. Our host today is William Crawford a Lily Theatre Company drum instructor and assistant producer. So, let's jump right in and get to know this week's inspirational
1: artist. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this artist interview, episode 11. My name is William Crawford, and we have a great faculty member here. Such an honor to take her time out of her day to come here and be part of this great interview. Her name is... Sheila Del Bosque, welcome to this interview. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, hello, everyone. First of all, thank you so much for the invitation to be here and to be part of your team. Um, as you say, my name is Sheila Del Bosque, and I'm a Cuban flutist um, composer and conductor. Um, I am originally you know, from Havana, Cuba, and I came um, a couple of years ago, it's going to be actually five years now in January since I came from Havana to Boston. What a journey. Um, I was actually studying at Berkeley. So I did my undergrad at Berkeley. I did um, performance in jazz and film scoring. I did a dual major with a minor in conducting. I was like, how, how can I squeeze Berkeley? Um, so I did, I did everything there. And, and right now, I actually graduated and um, I was studying as well, teaching at um, Wellesley College, an incredible college. And I'm doing now my master at the Berkeley Global Jazz Institute, um, again, like pursuing my dream of performing jazz and, and do actually this, this kind of interesting blending that is classical music with jazz with Cuban music because um, all my background actually in Cuba was classical music. I spent like hours just, you know, with my instrument in the practice room, full classical um, music playing, in orchestra, serene. Um, so, so right now what I'm actually trying to focus is in my educational path um, as well, you know, in, in the performance, trying to, to do this incredible mix of all my, my influences. Um, and, and also right now as well pursuing the, the dream of, uh, of conducting as well, very linked to to social um, themes. Um, we were actually just talking about uh, a, a few minutes ago about a, a concert I just did, focusing in living women composers, and so maybe we can also talk about that later. Um, but that's who I am, you know, like given fluid this conductor, uh, composer, a little bit of, um, of all this incredible mix of different universes, different words that I'm trying to put together.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I um, definitely got um, the influence from you because I'm also a Berkeley student and everything. So again, um, what you're saying right there, I'm actually taking conducting next semester. So I'm doing um, kind of the same thing you're doing. And it's it's grateful to be at this um, wonderful college and everything and just be part of that and everything like that. So this is great. So um, where are you originally from?
2: So um, yeah, as I said, I'm I'm originally from Havana, Cuba. Um, so you know um, I grew up uh, in a very incredible country that is Cuba, full of you know great uh, music, great culture. Um, we have so many talented people there, and. And of course, for Cuba, you know, the music is just fundamental for our life. Um, And I was so grateful, you know, to to grow up in in this country full of, you know, rumba, cha cha cha, dance song, mambo, this incredible music that we have song, you know, like it's originally from Cuba, but with this incredible uh, mix of, of the European tradition as well. Um, Cuba basically has too many influences. That is the, you know, the African tradition um, with all the process of slavery that came to Cuba. And then we have the European tradition, of course, um, we were colony of Spain um, for centuries until the, the 20th century, actually. So of course we had this, this duality, these two words happening at the same time. Um, and that actually um, may make Cuba an incredible, Um, country full of you know influences from different parts of the world so growing up in Cuba with all those musical and cultural uh, influences was just amazing and and I think definitely that's something that um, that made a lot of influence in in who I am and in my music and in, in the approach to life as well you know because culturally also it's like sometimes I feel like it's like a bubble you know like I grew up and, and, I'm, and I'm making also fun of these, like, I grew up without internet, um, without, you know, a, any technology it was, it, I mean, it, it was kind of challenging at the same time, you know, because we were like, you maybe information, we're on an island, so it is very hard to actually have contact with people from other countries and all that but at the same time it was like I feel so fortunately because I I was growing up with you know like real things and I was just spending hours and hours with my instrument that was like you know that was my playstation in a way like this is actually my instrument and I and I was starting to play the flute when I was 10 years old so my instrument you know the flute it was like an extension of my voice uh and 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 you know it, it was a way of escaping in a way from from reality and also it was a way of um i don't know like speaking a different language that i that can get so deep sometimes deeper than you know that than words
1: yeah i definitely feel that way with music like this past semester i was um actually studying a lot of latin beats and stuff um i was doing afro-cuban Songo go beat if you heard of that
2: Oh, uh, beautiful.
1: samba um the good old bossa nova and everything like that
2: <laughs> oh yeah i mean brazil is another country that is just just amazing so uh you know many great musicians from there great music great rhythms and and because all, all of this music is so uh so related to dance as well so it has a, a, a component you know of dancing like How can I uh, link this music to the beat? You know, like to this groove, amazing that just like it it moves you, it it moves your body, and it's something that you just can't can't uh, stop it, Um, and it's just amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Like when I hear the music, just you get it moving on and everything like that. It's just definitely a great groove and great dance and everything like that. Like I know you've been, I know you talk a lot about the music over there, Um, so. When you grew up there, um, that you have a music program in your like earlier days, like elementary, middle school, high school, and stuff like.
2: Oh yeah, um. Actually, Cuba is is very interesting because you know, like when you think about Cuba, and of course, this is also related to stereotype. Um, but, you, you know, you think about it. rumba and salsa and Cuban culture and, and the popular music, you don't think about um, Mozart or Bach or, you know, like Beethoven, you don't think about that music necessarily when you think about Cuba. But the interesting thing about Cuba is that um, the system of, you know, of, uh, the educational system of, of music in general is actually based in European music. So we actually in schools we we don't necessarily study Cuban music, but we actually study European classical music. And it's a very demanding system. Like I was studying to study music when I was like around 10 years old. Um, so it was just, you know, like a little girl, and it was with um, you know, with the deepness and the focus of a professional um, student. Like, okay, this is your career, you know, like. I took it very seriously. This is not something that I'm gonna do for fun. Um, like, you know, like culturally is very different. This is gonna be my career. So you need to be like 100% focused and you know, like um, you need to be willing to do sacrifices. It, it, it is like this mentality that now I see it is like, I mean, it's not perfect. Um, I guess the good thing about it is like, I was so focused that I, you know, like I had it fear. Like I, I didn't actually question myself um so it was a very intense program and um, if you're actually for, um, studying woodwinds or guitar or percussion you know or drums you actually start when you are 10 years old if you're actually studying piano or strings um you're actually starting when you are around seven years old so you're actually studying, you know from a very uh, uh, early age and and again it's like is, is an um, elementary school of music, 100% you know uh, music, of course you all do math, history, you know science. you, you do all, all the stuff. so the music is actually the extra, but at the same time it's the main focus. Um, and then you do the conservatory. I did you know, after, after my elementary school, I did the conservatory as well in, in Havana and then I actually did my first bachelor. So I studied in the University of Cuba the University of Arts, and I did my first bachelor um, a performance major um, in classical music. So you know, uh, the Berkeley was actually my second bachelor. And now I'm doing my master's like, and now I'm, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing my second master. you know, I, I'm this kind of person, that I just love to study. And I think that that's never stopping. Um, but definitely the system in Cuba is, you know, I could say it's very strict and it's is based in, in European classical music and the Cuban music and all this popular music actually comes to you, you know, from the school of streets by playing with people, by going to concerts, by jamming. Um, but definitely, I, I, I think it's something we need to change in a way if we want to preserve um, the Cuban music in a way that is not just by auto. but it's it's like you know based also in a method that we can share to people and people actually interested in this kind of music can have um, something that that actually you know when I came to Berkeley I perceived the great method they had to study jazz and to teach jazz and it's also a way of of, uh, preserving this music Um, and I say "Ah, we're missing this in Cuba you know because we are sometimes and this is a phenomenon as well that happens in, in so many countries that we're validating the you know the the external culture in a way but, but we're not validating what we already have we're not conscious about you know the value of of our culture um and i think that's that's super important and and more you know now than ever
1: yeah i like um as a non-profit louis theater company we are devoted to overcoming challenges so what has it been like for you to um, developing as a person? And what are some things that you found hard or you have struggled with?
2: Challenges as a musician or as a human being, as a professor?
1: Probably, yeah, just um, as a musician or um, student. Uh, just say, like, music-wise.
2: Um, I guess in general, it's, it's very hard. Um, Make a living from the music, um, and and I'm and especially nowadays when when you are seeing how the technology is also you know changing so fast and and you see like artificial intelligence actually composing something in a couple of minutes just by you you know setting some parameters like I want you to compose something sad and then. You just have it in a couple of minutes, and you don't need a composer. Um, You have Spotify, like you know, you just can have access to any music around the world in just a couple of seconds. Um, So you know, I feel like we musicians need to to adapt ourselves to this new reality. Um, Because, of course, like technology is changing, society is changing, um, the way we do things is definitely changing and the way we're going to do things is going to change even more and more. Um, So I think the challenge for me is how can I make a living of of the thing I love that I, in this case, is music, you know, Um, and and, and actually, you know, in the last time, I have been reading a lot and, and trying to also do some research about also, you know, the, the Web3 and the NFTs and all this incredible thing that is also at the same time opening some doors. Because sometimes what I feel is like we have a lot of third parties. Um, so if you think about a simple math, we musicians sometimes, sometimes no, we actually need to pay to a company That actually um, put our music in you know third in third um, companies like for example Spotify, Um, so we need to pay to this for our music to be there, and then we also need to pay the Spotify um, fee to actually be able to listen to music. It's like and actually the one that is actually getting all the money is is Spotify or you know or these people that actually uh, are putting your music. It's like. The audience is paying, the musician is paying, how can this work? You know, I'm paying for my music to be heard. It's very complicated. So, you know, this kind of simple math or, you know, like people sometimes think because we are doing something we love, we need to do it for free or to get experience. You know, this kind of situation that for me don't don't make any sense. Like, you know, people can sometimes ask, hey, can you do just for free or can you actually play this gig just for fun? It's like, yeah, but, you know, this is a career, like, and, and I think it's, it's our mission as artists and musicians um, to actually inform people that music is just not a hobby. And, and music is important, and, and I have been studying this for a while. You know, like, and people actually in America spend thousands of dollars in education as any other university. You know, this is a career, and I think we musicians need to educate people about it. And because, like, like I say, you know, in... I make a joke about it but it's actually kind of sad like you don't actually ask to a lawyer or you don't ask to a doctor hey can you actually just do this surgery for fun just for you to get experience or can you know can i actually have this appointment with you just to get experience like you don't ask these kind of things you know so i think it's also a, a matter of respect and education but it's, it's, it's our mission so that that that's for me is going to be the challenge of this time how can we musicians educate people about the mission of music that is so important if you think the pandemic without music if you think you know like about the importance of uh, music uh, therapy uh, you know i I have been doing concerts in in nursing homes in psychiatric hospitals and and you see the importance of of the of the music there for those people is it's just healing you know the music heals the music unites the music Human is is just so important for the for the society to understand the mission of, of music, and I think it's, it's our mission as artists and musicians also to share that and educate people about it.
1: Yeah, I definitely get all that is um, being a musician too. So it's um, it can be kind of yeah. challenging with everything going on. So now um, we have a song um, from Shelia. Uh, so tell us about your song that you're going to um, propose to us.
2: Yeah, um, let's start probably with semisla La Niño," and this is a song I composed a while ago. I was um, about to, you know, to go to the Next Generation Jazz Festival in in Monterrey. That is a very nice jazz festival, and and said, "Okay, but I, I need a video with." your trio just to promote um you know the concert in in the jazz festival and i say like okay and and it was like one in one week actually needed to do a video and i say okay but i I don't want actually to report something that is like a standard just like a usual thing but i want to compose something for this video and like i had like a week or so to compose something and i say okay how can i compose something that is also true to myself and and you know that actually um, share with people like a part of me and part of my culture. So "Si mi la fuese niño" it means if my island were a child, and it's just this like kind of utopic vision about Cuba. Like, how about if my island were a child? Um, what could that be? You know, like, um, how is this child? Is is this melancholic? Is fun? Um, you know it's me or it's like what are the personalities of, of this kid um and and just a, a tune basically it, it's very emotional to me and it's a tune about family about my childhood there about friends and and yeah about this utopic vision of of Cuba without sadness without you know the deepness uh, of of All the bad things that can happen to to a country or 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 the suffering or the lack of you know everything or the necessity like it is kind of this utop um utopic vision how about if we actually remove all that and we have this this sense of of joy um so yeah it's it's basically that
1: that's awesome um so now we're going to show this video um hopefully y'all enjoy was incredible just um oh, thank you the um flute playing skills it is just off the charts and um i love it this is probably one of the best flute playing i've ever heard but oh my
2: yeah, yeah. I, I will share some some more music but thank you so much thank you so much <laughs> it means a lot and 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 i think also we are in this in an incredible time when when people actually have more access, to, you know, to the music uh, from all around the world, so I I feel actually so grateful and privileged to you know like we can just like I said before we just can have access in a couple of seconds to to all the music we want and I think that's just an amazing tool. I mean, it's challenging at the same time because we have so many information that how can we actually choose what to hear, what to listen. Um, But definitely, you know, it it means a lot to me. Uh, So thank you so much for listening to it.
1: That's, yeah, bravo. (laughs) (laughs) So um, tell us something you're good at besides music.
2: Hmm, let me see. Um, I actually love writing. Um, I'm not sure if I'm good at it, you know, because it's, it's just kind of, is this the kind of thing that you just do for yourself at least me um but you know i I actually have been working in some poetry and 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 sometimes actually when i'm performing i make this kind of um performance beyond music so sometimes um Playing the flute, but I'm also using electronics, um, and this is something I also incorporate into into my music. The use of electronics, so I can actually put some species. Um, I actually just did a performance. Um, it was about, you know, the the women's rights. So I was actually putting some some species about human uh, about women's rights. At the same time, I was performing and improvising with electronics and distortion and all that. Um, and and I was actually starting with a poem I did, you know, so I what I like about writing, first of all, because it's it's kind of a way of expressing, you see, I'm I'm very interested in in languages and, and not necessarily, you know, when we communicate through words, but also you know, in the language of music and in and, and how can I actually express and communicate um, and connect. To people from different perspectives. Um, so I found actually the writing was was very helpful just to understand better myself, you know, just to put words on it and just like, okay, how do I feel, you know, these kind of things. Um, but at the same time, um, I think we musicians and artists were storytellers. So I found, you know, just the thing about writing about my music or my life or just poetry. Um, it just opened a new uh window for me that is, is actually very necessary for my relationship with myself with the with the music with art and with everything um so i'm, I'm not sure if i'm i'm, I'm good on it but i just love it and and that's true you know just for poetry or or also to write some lyrics i also did a bolero. um that is is a song it's also very related you know to my my life and experiencing all that and 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 actually I wrote the lyrics for that so you know I even if I composed for my trio for flute and all that when I did that and I and I was writing the lyrics I discovered the the word of you know of songs the word of, of actually communicating through words you know through your language you know um and that's for me it's like not the level of communication because I think when I'm communicating with the fluid even if you get it's more abstract in a way, uh, but when you're actually meaning something where you're saying like concrete things it's like that goes directly to your heart. Um, and for me, like the voice is like the supreme thing, like, you know, I'm, as a flautist, I'm trying to imitate the voice and to imitate that language and to imitate that inflection so it can actually get into your heart. because. We we have articulation. We breathe. We have so many connections with our voice, you know, as as a woodwind instrument. Um, but for me, you know, the lyrics and you know poetry and and that expression of just talking to you through a song—it's just for me. It goes right there. It's, it's nothing better than that.
1: Yeah, I can tell. Like with the video, like yeah, this is all this is all great stuff. So, what do you like about? teaching your instrument um, do you play any other instruments
2: yeah um, I actually learned piano it, w- it was mandatory actually um in my school and I loved it I think the piano is this instrument that is just like it's, it's like an orchestra you have you know in your hands it's, and it was actually the first instrument I kind of played um I had a I had a friend she had a piano at home and it was you know this kind of I just want to try, you know, with your two fingers thing. just trying actually to have some some tunes out of it. Um, and for me, it was just like a massive animal. You know, it's like, wow, look at this. It's, you know, it's, the piano has this something that is just it's just huge. And, and, you know, for little girl, of course, I actually saw this instrument. It was like, wow, I just want to play this. Um, and, you know, I, I actually when I started um, the elementary school, I also learned some piano. Um, and, and that's it, because I'm also, even if, of course, I experimented with sax and clarinet and all that, um, I'm this kind of, person that's like, I want to be a flutist, you know, and I want to explore the limits of that instrument, but I don't want to be like, even if I try different flutes and different woodwind instruments, I want actually to focus in that. I'm like, I feel like I'm doing a lot of stuff. Uh, to actually also play a lot of instruments, you know. Um, so so my main focus, I want to actually to be the flute and within the flute, explore and kind of break the limits and go beyond the instrument, you know, and explore with extended techniques and electronics and how can I do interesting and new and fresh um, things and how can I mix this style with this one, like this kind of thing, um, but I want actually to, to go with the flute and explore the limits of that instrument um now in terms of um teaching i just love teaching because i feel everyone should actually know music i feel music teaches you so much about yourself and that's true also for art and for sports like everything actually we do in life is a learning experience um, so for example when you learn flute and and i have been Um, you know, having so many kind of students from different backgrounds, different cultures, different ages. And and for each one, it's like, it's it's, it's a whole different word. Um, How to breathe, being conscious about different muscles, you know, when you are playing that you're not conscious of. Um, How, I, I mean, actually for playing your instrument, you need to be relaxed. So working on relaxation, um, how to be conscious, as we said before, of the way you were breathing, the way you used your diaphragm, um, the way actually you uh, use your wrists, your arms, your shoulders, your throat, your jaws It's like, how can we actually use all those muscles to create a music? And how can I actually connect, um, and be conscious about the relaxation and the control of all those muscles, you know? Um, and then about confidence. How can i actually be confident with with what i want and with what i have to offer to the world um being confident about myself um being okay with sounding bad at the beginning because um you know a lot of people it's like why it's like i want to be perfect from the right from the beginning why this sound is so airy or you know, I can't actually get any sound of the instrument, and they actually get frustrated. Like, how can you actually face frustration? How can you um, be actually good with sounding bad at the beginning? How can you be resilient? How can you, you know, like the music actually is, is a challenging thing, and, and a lot of pe- a lot of people actually, or we actually live in a world when we're having less and less frictions, and less and less challenges, like we want something like it's quick now, you know, um, and it's just easy, Um, and that's true for food, for, you know, for the experience, for everything, we just want that flash of, of something that just go easy and go fast, and sometimes, you know, in music, you just need to spend some hours, it's not like, I'm bad for it, or I can't, it's just like, just need to spend more time it's just something that you actually need, um, need time for it. Um, and, and for me, it's just a way of learning a lot about yourself just by facing all those problems. And then the relation with the audience, relation with your ego um, is so many things involved when you're actually studying music and a lot of questions about yourself and the relation with people and the relation with yourself. Also because you spend so many hours, you know, in a practice room by yourself alone with music, which such an abstract thing that is music. Um, so definitely I would say like everyone should actually start, if not music, um, some kind of art or sport, you know, like something that actually connects you um, to a different kind of world and universe, you know, um, because if you think about that, I was spending eight hours daily in a practice room being a a little bit of tenure. So that's crazy, you know, that takes a lot of focus. Um, And that's something also, that's that's one of the challenges now as a society um, with all this social media uh, where when we are just having, as I say, just flashing, 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 and scrolling, and scrolling, and scrolling. We just need to, you know, um, to be that way with short, things like short reels, short music, short, everything needs to go short and fast. Um, so actually it's just spending time in, in this kind of thing that just takes time. It's like, it's, it sets your, your mind to a different time. And and, and I think it's, it's healing you from from the society out there that can be some, so crazy sometimes.
1: We're off to our second song that you are, um that you want to propose to us. So tell us about that song.
2: Um, well, this is a video um, I made with Berkeley. It's a two track series that they actually did. It was just a live. Well, the, the last one also was a live performance, um, but also this one, but it, it was very interesting. It was just a different set in lab. The first tune we heard, it was in the at the BBC, the Berkeley Performance Center. Theater was a live performance. Um, this one, the two track, is um, is something that we actually recorded in a studio, but it was live as well. And it was this idea about just getting um, the sound of a of a room mic. So we actually didn't didn't do anything. It was just like the way it was. It was live, just recorded with one mic in the studio. That's it. So no editing anything, um, because it's it's also it was also this way of presenting presenting you as a vulnerable person. Um, I was actually sharing my story there. So it was a serious Berkeley deed and every month they had a different theme. Um, and and you know mine, if if I recall it well, it was transformation. So I was talking about how actually. Um, I came you know, from Cuba to US and actually, how actually transformed myself, you know, by learning by this round of these incredible people from different parts of the world, how actually my life changed, you know, I started with jazz with the different word um, and not necessarily classical music and all this transformation uh, my life went through. Um, and then I actually, you know, you also needed to, to take uh, a personal am with you and and I actually um I brought my my childhood diary um and it, it was so interesting because it's, it's a diary I, I started when I was 10 years old um and, and I'm actually sharing some of, of the words um I was actually writing on it like and one day I'm actually gonna read this and I'm gonna laugh because I'm gonna realize um that's one day I was just you know little girl and it's gonna be like I was actually kind of predicting that like one day I'm actually when I'm when I'm um, an adult I'm just gonna read this and I'm just gonna realize how it was actually for me to be just a little girl and my vision uh, from little girl so you know it, it was it was a very special um, video for me because it was like it was a storytelling um, you know related to the video was how to be uh, vulnerable and how to actually share, you know, these stories about your childhood and about yourself and about transformation that was the theme of the month. Um, and in this video, I play two songs. I play Manteca, that is a very well-known standard uh, from DC Gillespie and Chano Pozo. Um, so they have a very interesting mix with jazz and afro cuban music. And then um, I play an original. That is "Cuentos uh, del Aire" or "Stories of the Wind," um, and it's actually something for um, solo flute with electronics. And I'm um, playing a little bit of piano. I'm um, actually say one of my poems uh, that we were actually talking about that before. Um, so it's a very personal video. I share I share a little bit of my story, and I just expose myself, and so I think I think it's. it's very beautiful.
1: That's awesome. So we're going to show this video. Hope y'all I think my eyes are are you all enjoy.
2: Hola, mi nombre es Sheila, and this is my two-track concert. Please enjoy it, porque lo hice con muchísimo amor. So this is my childhood diary, and I started when I was just 10 years old back in Cuba. When I came to U.S., I brought my whole life just in a suitcase, and now I'm reading it, and it's so amazing to see the transformation, to see that little girl. I was just 10 years old, and I started this way. In this diary, I will tell everything about me, my joys, dislikes, dreams, goals, and purposes. Then, when the years go by, I will read it again, and I will remember those moments, and I will laugh, because I will know that I was once just a little girl. Okay. Me dijo el viento al oído, que en cada semilla hay vida. Y que las vidas del mundo danzan en la noche clara. Yo soy noche y también día, yo soy danza oscura y clara, soy vida del mundo y semilla, con olor a viento de agua. Soy música y también pausa, soy velero, soy ribera. soy lo que ves cuando pasas, soy lo que ves cuando quedas.
1: Well done. That, <laughs> was, that was wonderful. Um,
2: oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to it. Yeah.
1: I'm loving it and everything. Um, okay. So tell us something you like to improve upon as um, a musician.
2: Well, so many things, you know, like um, when I think about, you know, improvement, um, I think it's like an endless journey. Um, whereas all the time I actually try to be better musicians, better artists, better human beings. And, and of course, you know, this is so connected. Um, I'm trying, you know, to work um, on my relationship with music also because, you know, coming from a classical background, um, I'm kind of still healing, that connection with music, you know, from a system that was so strict and it was like perfectionism. And and I'm actually trying to discover how it's actually not to be perfect or, you know, I, how it's actually um, my relationship with uh, practicing or how about if I actually don't sound 100% all the time, um, how I actually react to that. Um, questioning myself why I'm actually doing this, you know, because when I was 10 years old, um I'm not sure right now what what we're actually um why actually I want to study music. You know, I was just a little bit like, hey yes, yeah, just study some music, you know. Um but now, you know, I'm actually questioning myself why I'm doing this. Um what is my relationship with the audience? Am I doing this from a perspective of ego? Uh what is my relationship with um, you know with with all this this tab that you don't actually question yourself when you're a little girl about this stuff, um and and that's something i have been questioning myself you know in the past time um i'm, I'm just you know discovering new cultures discovering new music uh, improving that, that was more like uh, uh, you know like another area like more you know emotional and uh, area, but now talking about like more technical stuff, I just want to improve a bit as a musician, you know, like that's why even if I'm coming from a more classical or European classical tradition, I just wanted to explore jazz um, to know more about my culture because sometimes when you are living in your country, um, as we, we were saying before, sometimes we actually tend to, to validate more the external thing, but you actually don't. Are not, very conscious about how important and how valued is um, is your culture. So you know, I'm actually trying to get deeper into my culture, uh, listening to more music, trying to absorb different languages. And I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm actually in Boston. It's, it's a great city for that because I'm, I know people from all over. Uh, you know, like I have I have friends from all the continents, I, I get and and actually seeing the different perspectives and different approaches about music. I think that just will feel like, so much in the music I do. Um, so, you know, it, it's something that when I'm, when I'm thinking about all that, it's like, oh, my God. I don't know if, if it's going to be, like, one lifetime. I don't know if it's going to be enough. Um, but definitely working on that in, in my relationship with music, um, questioning myself, and, and that's something, not from a bad perspective, Perspective from from actually a perspective of healing of, of of love. I think every change you do in life needs to be from the perspective of love uh, and patient, and you know, and like loving the process, the bad and the good things. Um, you know, and 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 then for the more technical side, just trying to absorb everything I can from the swim field, to the abacua clave, to, you know, to, to the culture, or, or, you know, to different scales from all cultures, different rhythms, different instruments. How can I actually mix this with this? Okay, it's, it's like, you're like a chef, you know, you're actually mixing different ingredients to create something new. That is not new, you know? and when we think about music from different cultures, is that's something I also realized we sometimes believe that it's so disconnected. Like, you know, the music from North America or the music from South America, or the music from Africa, and we're so together. And we're actually, uh, we were starting from a, a very common place. You know, when, when you think about West Africa, a lot of the music we actually know now is coming from there. Oh, yeah, the jazz. Oh, okay, how about the Latin music? How about the, you know, like, we have so many things that are actually coming from kind of a uh, a point in common that for, for a lot of the music is actually West Africa, for example, you know, just um, starting a place, but trying to find these connections, trying to find connections and, and not boundaries or separation, trying to find actually connections with music, uh, with humanity. I think that's something we all need to uh, to learn uh, more and more.
1: That's um <clears throat> that's great to hear. That's um that's really great. Um do you have any um dream artists you love to perform with someday?
2: Wow. Um you know it, it, it is kind of a tricky question because um I love so many people. Um but let me see. I mean, if I think about the flute, um, you know, as a classical uh, musician, I had like this idol that was um, Emmanuel Paul. He's actually a flute, a flutist of the Berlin Philharmonie. Amazing, you know, flutist, If I think about more, you know, popular music, I actually think about Cuba Loss. Um, amazing jazz and classical player as well, um, from USA. Um, and then, you know, you have like this amazing artists. like sometimes actually people say like, okay, if you actually can choose like, who is this person you want actually to have a coffee with? And I, I would say like, bah, or, you know, like, how about brands, or, you know, like, you have, of course, this kind of idols, um, you know, in, in composition, in music, and all that. Um, but it's kind of a hard question. And so I, I prefer actually someone that is alive and I actually still have time to play with. Um, so I could say as a flute player, uh, Emmanuel paud could be one of this person that it would just be like amazing. Or he even lost that, I mean, I, I don't want to say um, something in advance, but maybe this trend comes very soon. So I'm very grateful for a lot of projects that are coming for this next year.
1: That's that's wonderful. Um, actually, the <laughs> next question, next question says, um, if you could have performed with any artist who is no longer living on Earth now, um, who would it be and why?
2: Um, I could say. I could say just improvising with Mozart. <laughs> that could be a fun one. <laughs> just flute, uh, you know, and, and piano forte there. so um, that could be a, a fun one. And then, you know, if, if I think about a flute player, um Yan yeah, Pierre Trampal is is one of those amazing flute players that, you know. He started a different era for the flute, you know, and and he made the flute a very popular instrument um, for every setting, popular orchestra as a soloist, and and it's this kind of person that a lot of people that actually met him, um, that was still alive, and I was actually asking them about it, it's like... They say he was a wonderful person, human being. And sometimes for me, that's more important that all you, you know the musicianship you, you can have, at uh, least to share. if I'm sharing the stage with that person, you know, um, so definitely Jean-Pierre Rampal would be one of those uh, incredible foodies. It would be incredible for me if I could, you know, come back in time or so.
1: Yeah, I love how we have, um we have people um like generations that have influenced us to become who we are today just have a backup plan and just get their information and become who we are and stuff and that's just yeah it's called the circle of life <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah definitely
1: yeah um so who are your influences musically and non-musically
2: Well, actually, a lot of the people I already mentioned that I, I, you know, I would love to perform with. um, Now, the non-musical, I just say, like, you know, like, I, for example, love to go to museums. Just art in general can be a great inspiration for you. Um, And that's true for paintings, sculptures, or just reading a great book or watching a great movie. Because for me, and that's, that was something that I had it very clear um, since I was, I was very little, like the sensibility is something you actually improve and develop. And it is like a muscle, you know, like the more um, you actually um, see, like the more you actually stimulate all your senses, the more sensitive you're gonna be, and that's gonna be super helpful for music. So the you know the more paintings you see, or movies you watch, or sculptures you appreciate, like everything is full. Is actually food for your body. Um, is it's actually like you know uh, this thing called Ayurveda, that is like your body actually you're not getting food for your body just by you know by eating. Um, something but also you actually are um not nurturing your body but by listening by seeing and, and all that actually affects the person you are um so you know if I think about movies as she paradiso for example or the uh, List, or you know like and that actually um started my passion about the um, the film and the music film that's why I, I also... Uh, decided to make it. Will measure in the in the other grad of film scoring, you know, music for media and all that, because I just loved um, how actually movies could change the way I I thought and I I approached live or music. Um, so I, I I could say in general. Um, I don't want you know like to mention like any specific thing like you know like tornatore for example in the case, but i or you know. Um, this is this, this great, just uh, filmmakers, or you know, like a lot of literature from Latin America, like Gabriel García Marquez, um, you know, or Benedetti, or this kind of incredible writers, um, or you know, like just European, like uh, you know, Caravaggio or Michelangelo, or it's like in general, just seeing art, I think it's just a profound um, inspiration for me.
1: And inform my music. That's um that's wonderful. Um, this is why they say music is, is considered art. So
2: oh uh, yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah kind of
1: combines it together. So that's awesome. So um, we're going to introduce the third video that you proposed to us. So tell us about that video. <laughs>
2: Oh, great. Um, So this video um, is is, is more focused into my conducting work. And it was a project um, I did actually recently, thanks to a grant I received from the city of Boston. So basically, um, a lot of my conducting projects are based in social um, issues. So this concert, was focused in living women composers Um, you know when I started my you know my career as as a conductor as well I realized that there were not so many women conductors out there Um, and then when I started to put together a concert I realized okay I don't want to play Beethoven or even if I love this music but I don't think Beethoven need more interpretations, you know, need more performances from me or really well-known artists or male artists. So I decided actually to, to do a research and I just realized just 5% um, of the, you know, of the program scheduled in classical music represent women, just 5% still in 2022. Um, and from that, just 1% um, represent Black and Asian women composers. So, um, again, from a place of love, I decided to make this incredible concert. Um, all uh, youth people from uh, Boston Conservatory or NST or Berkeley, um, you know, from, from this generation of people that is trying to change the music. Um, of this generation, and and we're all based in in women composers, in living women composers, because for me it was fundamental to be also in touch with this composer, and this is an amazing opportunity that we uh, are missing as a generation to actually be in contact with the people that are composing the things we're performing. Um, and and to make that program happening I think it's just it was amazing we were breaking some stereotypes about classical music as well we were doing it in a cool studio in Chinatown downstairs we were putting pillows into the floor people were just sitting around kind of a bohemian uh, feeling I was talking to the audience I, I wanted also to break this distance between the conductor or the the maestro with the audience. And I was just talking about the program, communicating. Um, Again, we're we're, we're coming back to the same, the importance of communicating. And because I felt so much inspiration when I was working with orchestras and conductors before, and I saw the conductor as the leader of change, as a leader of someone that could actually put together an orchestra with different people, Around the world, with different backgrounds, different you know, uh, different stories, and we all together could actually make one thing that was just music beyond, you know, everything. Um, so it was a, it was an incredible concert. It was it was just so beautiful to put together this concert. Uh, and I did everything, you know, from uh, contacting um, the orchestra, the composers, putting together you know the, the performance, the play. Um, Performing, conducting, uh, finding sponsors, and it was just a huge learning experience for me um, because I was actually involved in every step of the process. Um, and but you know when I actually saw that um, that project coming and and I saw how amazing it was and how people actually felt so um, inspired about that and about. You know, we doing that, it was just like, okay, it worth everything, you know, all, all the effort. And I think we need we need to do more of that. And I think it's, it's just necessary because it's our responsibility, you know, as a as, as young people of this generation just to to go for, for the change and and to help to make this world a, just a better place.
1: That's um wonderful, just um being a a great multi instrumentalist, you're conducting, you got piano, you got percussion, you got flute, (laughs) you're performing, you're you're doing it all. This is, so we're gonna show this wonderful video. Um, Hope you all enjoy this video.
2: Welcome to Queens, a new generation of women composers. To be part of this project, I was extremely honored and I immediately said, yes. I also really wanted to be a part of this, such an inspiring and motivated group.
1: First time, a lot of us saw all the moving parts kind of get put together. It's a really cool thing to see. We got a whole evening of it. There's just
2: a great opportunity to have more. Leads to a lot of really beautiful and different music um, than what we play every day.
0: I thought it was a wonderful thing to do to represent women in the music industry.
1: It's been a very interesting experience, not only getting the opportunity to kind of work with improv as well as um, a lot of uh, different culturally styled music.
0: The most important thing that I that I got from this is. Uh, to share with people.
2: It's a gift, actually, to be performing this music that is not represented at all in the concert halls. So I'm extremely grateful, I'm extremely excited about this concert and I can't wait for you all to hear it.
1: That's awesome. Okay, so um, let's talk about your students. So, just um, what's your teaching method?
2: Yeah, um, I think the most important thing to me is like the connection between music and between, um, I mean yourself, like seeing music and seeing your instrument just as a tool to help, help you express what you feel, what you actually want to bring to the world um, and your uniqueness and your true self. That's for me, you know, the most important thing. And so for me, the technique is not something that you just, okay, let's just focus in the technique because I don't know, it's gonna be helpful for your instrument. And I was like, the technique is just the freedom for you, you know, to express what you really wanna express. Um, so I don't wanna see the technique as something that I, I need to do, like, or I must do but something that actually is going to give me freedom then do what I want to do, um, you know? So it's, it's just to create different connections um, and approaches to music. And that's that's for me something super important. And then, you know, like every student is, is just a different universe. Um, so every, every person actually has a different background. Um, they want to focus in different things. Uh, for example, have students They'll say, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna learn some Kiva music or some jazz. Um, um I have students that are actually starting from scratch. And you know, I, I actually need to to work in some technique first, how to grab the flute, um, how to be relaxed, the position of the flute, like shoulders down, relax, you know, this kind of um um put your wrist down, um, you know, relaxation, breathing techniques, um some more fundamental things. Um, and then some students that are, you know, more into the approach of classical music, and they just want to work on interpretation. You know, like it's a variety of things. So many things we can actually do with a flute. Um, but I think the most important thing, and the common theme, is that they feel good about it. Um, and even if we're going to face, as we said before, frustrations or, or is, this is not working or why I can't actually play this note or this passage, why it's just so hard. Um, even if they're facing this, this kind of conflicts or, you know, bad things in a way that they're actually feeling comfortable with that. And they're and sometimes I say, OK, 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 like, stop it there. This is just music and we're supposed to enjoy it. You know, we're not supposed to suffer with um, because it's, it's, it's natural and because sometimes we human beings, we believe we are what we do. Uh, so we believe we are. I'm a flute player or I'm a musician. You know, I also do that, but I'm just Shayla, you know, I'm just myself and I don't want to limit myself to the things I do. I, I'm not what I do. I'm not only what I do. Um, So also try to feel that disconnection. Okay, this is just a tool. This is just a flip. What I want you to get to is just your true self and why and how we can communicate with yourself and with the audience in a better way. Um, So yeah, these are some of the things I I focus more on.
1: Um, What's a typical lesson look like?
2: Yeah. Yeah. 30-minute lesson, um, again, it's going to depend of, you know, um, of every student and the focus. But I, I will, you know, always start with the, with the short talk about, okay, um, what we were working on for last week, how was that? How is, how's that fluid going? How are you dealing with this? Um, just, you know, like a short um, conversation about, you know, the time actually we didn't spend uh, with each other, but you know, I like I'm your teacher just like five percent of your time like 95 percent of your time you are your professor you are your teacher um, so that's why for me just just starting with that short talk about how are you feeling okay it's just you know um, and then probably just warming up a little bit doing some scales arpeggios and all that just some technique to work on um, because sometimes some people actually, they feel the disconnection when they play the technique and when they're playing pieces or the, when they're playing tunes, it's like, no, you're just the same person, they the same flute, the same technique. Sometimes they're, when they're playing, they're more aware and they're like, you know, in this very right position of that. And then when they're performing, they're like just moving around and with bad technique and all that, it's like, oh, well, wait, wait, wait. We want first to, you know, to work comp- in the foundation of being in control. So for me, again, as an element of rhythm, um, just a little bit of warming up and then working, you know, in, in whatever we're working at, that can be a couple of tunes um, to approach a technical thing or just tunes to approach, you know, improvisation. Uh, for me also, this thing about call and response is very important so the student actually can listen the sound of the professor. So for me as a professor if if i'm actually trying to teach you something and i'm not demonstrating it, it's like i'm missing something right there so for me performing with the student is key Um, so i want you to do this or or look at this how it sounds or "Hmm, you're doing it this way but i'm actually more about this way you know like performing and then if what you know um playing some more popular music when we're improvising. We're gonna actually improvise together. We're, we're gonna do some column response and, and, and we're probably gonna, gonna end the class just by playing together or improvising together if that's the case.
1: That's awesome. Um, do students have an opportunity to, to learn more of the one genre when they work with you?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think an interesting thing about my background is like, I have been doing a lot of music. Uh, I was, you know, like hundred percent focusing classical music for my whole life. I was playing in orchestras around the world. I was, you know, studying and and doing some academies in Germany. I was like really into the classical world. Um, like, I, I mean, I, th- I think my switch it was more about how can I embrace more music. Is it was it wasn't about I don't want do this anymore. So I will just switch to this. You know, it was just like, okay, now how can I how can I explore more languages just to incorporate to my music? It was, it wasn't a thing about I don't want to do this anymore. So you know my whole background was classical. So for sure European classical music, for sure um Cuban music. Um, I am carrying out this this tradition. Um, and actually the flute is so important in the Cuban music. Um, We have all the charanga style. I mean, it's huge. Um, For those who are actually interested in that, that's huge. So European, Cuban, I mean, in general, like Latin music, um, and I I, I don't love that term, you know, because for me it's so general, like, what do you mean by Latin? Um, You know, we're a continent. Um, So, you know, but in general, like, definitely so important, for example, in, in the Brazilian music, or Samba, or, Bahia, or, or this, um or Bossa Nova, um, you know, like, so in general, all this, this Latin American culture, um, and then jazz as well, you know, um, and you know, in, the, in the jazz, um, I don't want to say American jazz because that, as a, that's also a term I have been changing, you know, like so the jazz from the US, um, that is actually, we need to understand that it's a phenomenon beyond that. Um, uh, and, and, you know, but European, Cuban, jazz, electronic music also, uh, because I, you know, I have been incorporating the electronic word into, into my playing with uh, multi effects. Um, you know, with the use of the computers, DAWs, all that, so I'm, I'm really into that, so extended the techniques, like, more contemporary music, um, I mean, it's, like, pretty much, I have been trying the last years to cover almost everything, yeah.
1: That's, um, that's an awesome thing, I think, um, when you were saying about making effects, like, back to, like, um, it was, like, um,
2: yeah the two track i I was
1: the two track that last song that was the other thing i was saying like just the sounds you're making with the flute like i've never heard before like instead of just playing like a note you just look like five you make different sounds with it it's it's just um it's a great thing to like know like you don't have to just play a note you can play you can do different sounds like have something to where you can't even hear before <laughs> as a flute player or yeah. anything like that. So, props to you with the creativity. Thank
2: so. you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just just to go beyond the instrument. Like I said before, you just to, it's to see the instrument as a tool for your communication, but just go beyond that.
1: Okay. Well, um, I know. Um, I know. I get sick of talking about this the COVID. We have. Way more online lessons now since everybody was at home and stuff. Um, I know is getting a lot better now. Um, of course, we got the flu going on, so of course we got that. But <laughs> my question here is, um, what do you like most about online lessons compared to in-person lessons? Yeah,
2: that's that's a great question. Um, I think the freedom to be um, in actually, you know, whenever place you want, and, and they actually be able to access to, you know, to lessons like um, just not to limit yourself just because I'm in Boston, I need to have a professor that is from Boston, for example. No. So for me, it was just like a window we opened to communication and, and to the freedom of actually communicating. And to be in touch with people from all around the world. Um, so for me, that's that's the best uh thing I can, you know, I can think when I'm when I'm thinking about online lessons, just to be, you know, in your balcony or just for me to be now right now in Uruguay and and, and you know, and be less being actually um uh, having lessons from all over, you know, like I have right now uh, students from all over the world and and also, I mean, I have been um, having professors when they're actually, you know, our guest artists or so, and they are just, you know, from all over and having that freedom that the place, that the um, real place, the actual place is physical place. You know, it's, it's not a limitation for you to be in touch with someone. Um, so you are not actually limiting yourself just because I live here, I need a professor from here, but you can actually be in touch now with, anyone you want you know like for me that's just huge um and and that's definitely a plus of the of the online teaching
1: that's 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 awesome um to hear that um what opportunities do you would you like to give your students beyond giving music lessons
2: i think you know, it, it could be great for them to organize concerts, you know, um, and to actually um, have the experience of playing and performing for people. Um, because I think that's kind of, that's kind of a thing we, we need to experiment as an artist. Um, that's why, you know, when I'm, when I'm having students, I'm, I'm always trying to, to push them a little bit just to go and, and perform out there i think that's an amazing experience if they're not feeling comfortable with you know like an audience of theater so just perform you know for your friends or for your family but actually go to that experience i think it's gonna help you a lot and it's 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 gonna give you a perspective of how is your relation with um your audience and just like performing anxiety or you know like dealing with all. With all that, but I think it's just, like, again, uh, a learning experience, and that's just going to make you stronger.
1: That's um, that's really great advice right there. Um, and we have our final question. So, um, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment so far? Any parting words for someone interested in learning your instruments? Any advice or anything? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I could say my best thing is just to be brave enough to, to keep doing what I'm doing because I know how hard it is. And, you know, I, I I could talk about playing with, I don't know, for someone famous or so, like, I you know, I, I could talk about that, but um, I think the most important thing is for you, to be brave enough to every day just walking up and say I'm deciding from a conscious uh, side like to do this every day to do what I love and to be committed to and 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 that's also very related to also an advice. I think the motivation and the commitment and of actually you know walking every day and say this is what I'm going to do. I'm committing to this. I'm sure about it because this makes me a better person, a better, you know, human being, a better artist. Um, today I'm actually bringing something new and good to the world because this is the world I'm living in. So I want I want it to be better because um, it's not just about me, but it's also about the generations that are coming. You know, like having this sensation about doing doing well. Um, but, but truly, you know what I mean? And, and, and just really adding something to the word, um, the musical word to the, to my community, to my, uh, country. It's just this commitment about do what you love and, and, and commit to that. And, and I think if you're really passionate about what you are doing, I think just the universe is gonna, is gonna open doors for you
1: love the inspiration and the advice and stuff so that concludes our interview everyone um such an honor shayla dale buskay thank you so much for um having you here and all the viewers out here if you would like to book a lesson with shayla or any other faculty members of lily theater company please go to lilytheatercompany.org or slash music lessons and